And now it's time for a letter to Hong Kong with newly elected legislator Ao Nokin. The following program is a personal view program. Dear Rafael, another two weeks since we last met in Stanley, I'm delighted to know that you had cast ballot in the by-election. It is of paramount importance that we exercise every civil rights that guaranteed by constitution, the basic law, especially in times when promise of rights and freedoms are no longer honored. Just as you predicted, the first week at council was uneasy, while my office struggles to catch up the work with limited manpower. I take part in seven panels and a number of committees. In particular, I devote most of the time in the Bills Committee on Express Rail Link, scrutinizing the controversial collocation arrangement. These duties come with heavy weight, not only because the preparation it requires are tedious, also for I have been entrusted by a hundred and thirty thousand citizens who disagree with the government's decision to disqualify Nathan and subsequently Agnes, who still remain a glimmer of hope for the rule of law in Hong Kong. What's appalled me is that officials have no intention to address to the queries by members. The chairperson had never held the meeting in an orderly fashion. Time and again, we are asked to rushing into discussion each clauses, regardless of grave injustice and evident constitutional disputes. As I protested in front of officials, I was wrestled to the ground by a number of security guards. Yet, despite all these seemingly difficult battles ahead, the most challenging task to me is to safeguard the freedom of speech under huge political pressure. Take a look at the cards played by the Chinese authorities. On the day after I was elected, probation came large judicial review against the validity of my seat. Although the courts declined the case last Thursday, the attack against Democrats has not stopped. More recently, top Beijing delegates want to ban advocates of ending one-party dictatorship from standing in election, meaning that in the future, the entire democratic camp might be eliminated in the legislature. Ahead of us, there's another piece of controversial legislation regulating people's behavior to national anthem. Clearly, all these moves would lead to a society without dissent, a community without independent opinion, and a city proclaiming herself as diverse and liberal, every one of us, from pro-unification to pro-independence, cannot afford the question posed in front of us. Shall we remain silent in the face of tyranny, or shall we speak out the truth? I see the answer crystal clear. That's said in the Gospel of Mark. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. We must hold on to truth. We must speak up in every opportunity while we make tolerance to dissent. And we must stand together as one team, as one move. I think it is the best shield to the freedom of speech. Raphael, 
never ever would the darkness have been as real as at present. We all understand the truth present to us. A bitter defeat to the democratic camp, a full-scale crackdown on activists like Chu and our younger friends like Nathan and Edward. The daunting task to achieve democracy at the moment looks like a fight for the impossibles. But as Max Weber enlightened us in university, politics is a strong and slow boring of hard balls. It takes both passion and perspective. Certainly, some of our friends have withdrawn the passion after the umbrella movement, but the seeds are planted in our hearts. And will grow in our souls. Last week in America, the March for Our Lives campaign, led by student activists, successfully revitalized the discussion of gun control in the past fifty years. They might once think they are fighting for the impossibles, but they have reached the beacon now. We should also be the change that we seek. The advancement of society. Relies on gradual and accumulating work by each of us. I am optimistic, and I look forward to your return. Yours, Nokin.